Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast, everyone, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, and it is fall. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Remember, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. And like we talked about, it is fall, but the World Series going on right now. We're down at the Oakland baseball field. The Oakland alumni game uh, is happening. And, of course, uh, speaking of the World Series, we want to catch up with the guy that played in those Major League Baseball playoffs. He is Mike Brasso, former Golden Grizzlies baseball great. Uh, first off, man. How you doing, brother? Good to see you again. Life is good, Neil. Thanks. Good to see you, man. I bet it is good right now. And, uh, you know, the last time you and I talked, we were just talking about this. We were downstairs in front of the locker rooms, and you're like, yeah, man, I'm getting on the plane. I'm going to Australia. And here we are a couple years later. You're coming off your Major League Baseball debut, just like you planned it, right? Yeah, kind of full circle there, right? Um, no, it was – Yeah, I'm, I mean, like we talked earlier, I, I remember that encounter with you vividly, and it was kind of kind of cool – that you brought it up where, yeah, like two years ago, probably around the same time of year, we were down in the you know locker room at Oakland University talking about me going to Australia after I just played like a full season in Loe. And it's kind of cool to be back here again with you down at the field. Um, but now, you know, we get to talk about a little bit more big league stories instead of Loe stories. So <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what though, Mike? I mean, that's that's the grind that people don't see. They, they see you playing for the Tampa Bay Rays. They see you playing in the Major League Baseball playoffs. And they don't know, you know, fully exactly what it took. I mean, you, you went undrafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody ever really gave you a chance. But here you are, man. I mean, and, and that is the thing that, that people don't know, that just the grind that went in, what you've done to your body, uh, you know, the, the work that you put in, it's it's got to feel good in that, you know you were validated because you had that belief. I, I remember looking into your eyes, you had that belief. You never doubted this was going to happen. Yeah, I think um, I think when I got into Pro Bowl, I, I knew if there was any way I was going to make it to the big leagues, it was going to have to be like kind of that route. It was going to have to be the, you know, come to the park every day type thing where uh, you know, my, my window of opportunity is really small. And, you know, if I didn't play or perform well for a week, it, you know, that could have been my last week in Pro Bowl. And then I kind of established myself a little bit and then, yeah, it was a lot of hours, like you said, a lot of hours, a lot of grind time. Um, and it's definitely uh, a very satisfying feeling, um, like you said, uh, to, to see it all kind of paid off. Now you look at your path. You were one of the best hitters in the Horizon League. Draft day comes. You don't get drafted. Take us from there, man. Yeah, really, really down, down time. It was, uh, it was kind of the lowest point, um, obviously, in my career. Um, and probably one of those points in my life, honestly, it was I, I put all my eggs in a basket for, uh, you know, for that to be a profession after college. Um, didn't really have a plan outside of that. So when that call didn't happen on that day and kind of realized the draft was over, I was kind of stuck in no man's land. Didn't really know where to go, what to do, uh, what my next step was. Um, thankfully, you know, 24 hours later, I got a call by uh, James Bonici, uh, the Rays area scout, and um, you know we went to dinner. He offered a contract. wasn't much of a contract, but at least it was you know my name on a Tampa Bay Rays piece of paper. Well, that that was that was a three hundred million dollar contract to you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was right. Obviously, um, it was uh, pretty much a plane ticket and a hat, and said, "Here's a here's a <laughs> roster spot in the GCL." Um, but yeah, it was uh, pretty much all that. Uh, once I got down to the GCL, and I knew. I mean, I'm pretty much a roster filler. Um, you know, they got the high money guys, high draft picks, or you know, long, young Latino prospects, whatever it may be. Guy needs an off day at third base. Okay, Mike can go play. And guy needs an off day at second base. Okay, Mike can go play there. I think that was that was pretty much my first year in pro ball. Um, 
I did well. I put up good numbers, and and I think the next spring training, so spring training of 17, I kind of caught some some eyes from the field coordinators and maybe established my name a little bit more in the organization than kind of just a roster filler like I was um, in the GCL that year. Mike Brasso joining us here on the Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Of course, Mike with the Tampa Bay Rays now uh, wrapped up his, his first season, made his Major League Baseball debut, and we're discussing his story. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud to the Where the Bear podcast. My name is Neil Rule. So, Mike, you go into the Midwest League. You lead the league in hitting. You get your call up to the next spot. You're one of the league leaders in hitting. You get your call up to the next spot. You're up in uh, the International League and in, up in AAA playing for uh, Rally Durham. And you lead that league in RBIs. I mean, you just never stopped hitting it. And the old adage is, if you can hit, you you will find a spot. And that and that's really what you did, right? You rode the bat to the majors. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, if you boil it down, it was it was definitely my bat more than anything else um, that got me to the majors. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I mean, I, I got really lucky and got put in some some ideal situations with uh, some coaches and hitting coaches that I really meshed well with with the Rays organization all the way up. Um, I still talk to my low A hitting coach every now and then. Um, my double A hitting coach, I talk to you pretty much on a weekly basis. So I uh, really developed a lot of good relationships with them. And I think, you know, that kind of helped me out. Kind of, I think it gave them more of a, like a personal interest into helping me out because they, they knew I cared so much just from our relationship and going back and forth. And um, yeah, like I said, I got really lucky with some good personnel who uh, really helped me out along the way. The phone call comes, and, and, and you're going to the big leagues, and, and you're going to play in the majors. And really to give this kind of an Oakland perspective, the, the thing that struck me, you know, some of the relationships you made, and, and those people were out there. They came out to Oakland. You know, they, they came out to Toronto. You know, what does that mean to you? You get that phone call, and there's there's your day one, you know, to quote Drake, there's your day ones right there all around you. What, what did that mean to you? Oh, man. Um, it meant everything. It meant uh I mean, it's it's pretty cool to have the the big league call, right? That's obviously the the dream from from any young baseball player. But to to have another call an hour and a, hour and a half later after I so I got the call at three in the morning. That's a different story. When I told my buddies I got the call, I got another call from them back like an hour later saying we're coming, we're coming. Can you get us tickets? And that was, I mean, those two calls back to back like that can't draw it up any better, man. Those those are the guys that. Uh, you know, I still talk to you almost on a daily basis. Um, you're going to be in each other's weddings. It's uh, it's pretty special to know that I kind of got those relationships and going to have them for a long time. Absolutely. Mike Brasso joining us here on the Wear the Bear podcast. So, Mike, you know, you've made it. You play in the Major League Baseball playoffs. A lot of people will say, a lot of athletes I talk to would almost unilaterally will say it's it's much harder to stay than it is to get there. What's, what's your plan now as you go forward? What, what do you have to do to stay there? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, there's an old saying, I know it doesn't sound right maybe, but it does, I mean, there's an old baseball saying that it's easy to make it to the big leagues and it's really hard to stay in the big leagues. Um, so, I mean, that, I think there's a lot of, lot of dragging factor into um, knowing how special each moment is in the big leagues. Um, you know, once you're there, man, it, it, it's such a. It's such I, a I look at the look at your face right now, yeah, man. Like it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's such a great feeling that you, it makes you never want to leave it. Um, you know, everything is just such, such an honor and such a, a blessing to be participating in on a daily basis. And it's, like I said, you just never want to leave it. Um, so I think that's a big driving factor, really. I think um, you know I want to stay around and I want I want to establish myself as a big leaguer next, and then, 
you know, who knows? Um, hopefully just have a, a really long, successful career. Mike Brasso joining us here on the Where the Bear podcast. So, Mike, you look at what you've done now in the majors. You look at what guys like Brian Stewart have done on the PGA Tour, Steve Clark in the MLS, Kay Felder in the NBA, Kendrick Nunn in the NBA, Keith Benson in the NBA. I mean, you guys are, are really the cornerstones of carrying the Oakland flag as, as far as what being a Golden Grizzly can do and, more importantly, where you can go from here. I mean, you're a guy now – You'll be using the recruiting pitch and say, "Look, if you want to go to the majors, you can do it from here." And you help laid the bricks to that. You know, do, you, do you ever do you ever think about that? You look around what everybody from Oakland is doing. I mean, the, what you guys have done to put this place on the map is pretty incredible. Yeah, the, I mean, the tools are the tools are here. Um, I don't think it's any secret that the, there's a lot of talented athletes that come out of this university in all sports. Um, I got to personally be um, like classmates with, like you said, Kay Felder and and all those guys, and to kind of see how they, they, I mean, those guys you kind of just tell are a little bit different. Um, I mean, they took their business a little bit more seriously. They they were kind of, you know, model student athletes, as you guys would kind of say. Um, so yeah, it's definitely the tools are here. Um, just whether or not you want to you want to put in the work to get to uh, where you want to be, man. Absolutely, that is the case. Well, Mike, I certainly do appreciate catching up with you and, and you carving out all this time. Uh, I'm happy for you, man. I am. I, I you know, I believed in you the whole time, man. So uh, it, it's great to see people get what they deserve. You're an example of that. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Absolutely. This has been the Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Remember, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group, as we said. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.